This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. One of the things that you hear me complain about pretty frequently is the uh, censorship that I experience, have experienced, continue to experience. Crazy things happen on this podcast that I don't want to distract from the point right now. And I have all my, my theories in terms of what's happening, why it's happening, and where it's headed. I talk about it a little bit, but not a lot, in part because it's a little bit emotional for me, quite frankly. Why is it emotional? Well, I'll get to that as well. I want to talk about this article that came out at uh, yahoo.com. It didn't appear to be linked to anything else, so I'm not, I wasn't aware that they sourced anything. But um, let me just see here a second. Uh, Yahoo, no backlinks on this. By uh, supposedly an author, Rob Lever, mentioned in this article, Joe Rogan, Steve Bannon. I see no backlinks at all. Not one anywhere in here. Pretty fascinating, really. Nothing cited. Yahoo original information, propaganda. You can decide for yourself. They're bringing out um, concern about online misinformation. And it really is a serious issue in some ways. People's lives being ruined. I saw a, a meme, a blurb, whatever you want to call it, about Sarah Silverman. I saw it on Gab. And I'm scrolling through, and it said something to the effect, don't quote me verbatim. Uh, she supposedly said, uh, I believe the Jews killed Jesus. I'm glad they did, and I would too. Something like that. And I thought to myself, you know... This is my initial reaction. I'm just going to be plainly honest with you and just walk, stay with me a second, okay? My, my initial reaction was, wow, you know, how anti-Christian. I've actually heard Jewish people talk like that. Could you imagine if it was going on in the reverse? And my last thought was, before I scrolled past, what happened to her? I used to think she was funny. I used to like her, quite frankly. I think I did. I don't, I don't really, it's been so long now. And then I, as I scrolled past, I thought, you know, Something made me stop and think, I wonder if that's really true that she would say that. Because it's it's pretty out there. It's pretty aggressive, wouldn't you say, to say the least? So I went and fact-checked it as best I could, which is, you know, online. How can you believe any of it? As best I can tell from what I can find, she denies it. Uh, the pastor, from what I understand, was fired uh, for unrelated issues, and it seems that he got tangled up in some things and created this story to create a diversion away from his own problems, potentially. In the mean, meanwhile, it came up in the media because it's radical and crazy and it's anti-Semitic, and then it took off and it carries on to this day, to which she claims, I believe, at least on some level, she's still dealing with death threats from it. Now, I say to you, if you're a reasonably minded Jewish person, 
you happen to be liberal, perhaps whatever you might think is misguided, but otherwise reasonable and fair-minded, come on. Everybody hangs up on this Democrat-Republican thing like they even know what they're talking about. And then suddenly some Christian pastor does this to you. And then suddenly, supposedly, you know, high holy roller Christians are sending you vile, filthy, violent hate mail. It's going on. It does go on. And if that's the lens that she's seeing things through, it's kind of the same as me. Look, I'm not anti-Semitic in any way, shape, or form. I say, you know, uh, I see people do things, you know, despite being Christian, despite being Jewish, despite being otherwise good people, I guess you could say. People do foolish things. People fall victim to things. But it's not because of. It's in spite of. In many cases... Of course, you have certain ideologies that can can be bred out of some literal or or very radical interpretations of things. I don't want to get it too off point. The point is, in regard to the information, if you're Sarah Silverman, online misinformation is a big problem, wouldn't you say? You'd probably want something done about it. He was like, ah, what's the big deal? And if you're her, you're probably even more agitated by that. Or somebody like her. And there's plenty of them. Plenty of them. I was talking about my friend that stopped by. Uh, they were mentioning somebody that they knew. Something about a comment online. Or somebody videotaped the kids doing something foolish. And it blew up. And parents have been fired. And it's just nuts, the harassment that's going on. So, listen. Misinformation is a real issue. But I think there's also another point about that. So let me give you the highlights of the article. All right. But I just wanted to, to at least give a little bit of foundation there to say, look, I, I get it. You know, the, the, the fact that we're all being lied to is a real problem. I totally agree. But we need to talk a little bit more about that. But let me just, uh, so I agree with the importance of it. But let me tell you where they're going with this. All right. They say. That misinformation is spreading through podcasts which promote false and unproven claims. The Brookings Institution found that War Room and Joe Rogan's podcast are the two biggest offenders. Damn! Joe Rogan in the same category as Steve Bannon. Does that make Joe Rogan a threat to our democracy? Analysts attribute the spread of misinformation to the intimate conversational format of podcasts which fosters trust between hosts and listeners I never got the feeling that anybody listened to this podcast trust me on anything podcasts <laughs> podcasts lack <laughs> podcasts lack the comment and pushback, pushback features of social media making it easier for false information spread. <laughs> In other words, somebody needs to be check what you're listening to. A Pew Research Center study found that about half of Americans listen to podcasts and 87% expect the information to be accurate. As opposed to the media, perhaps people are turning to podcasts to get the truth. Well, you don't say because you need somebody to dissect it for you that's looking at every different angle to have any idea what's going on. NewsGuard, I never heard of NewsGuard before, affirmed that rates website credibility will begin evaluating the trustworthiness of popular podcasts. Who's funding NewsGuard, I wonder? How are their bills paid? 
Responsibility for countering podcast misinformation is unclear. But governments, podcast hosts, and listeners can all work to improve information quality. And that sounds like it was AI-generated. Misinformation about everything from the election fraud to COVID-19 vaccines is reaching millions of Americans through a popular but opaque medium podcasts. When I saw this article, by the way, I knew that this was going to be coming because RFK Jr. came out and said that this election will be decided by podcasts. Isn't that amazing? And what a dynamic shift. You know, well known, not a conspiracy theory that Google the search engines, the secret uh, algorithms for the social media, let alone the FBI interference, was absolutely skewing elections around the world being done by American intelligence, we now know. People forget that. If you go back, it's probably all scrubbed now. Openly, people inside Google, Facebook, other places saying this is evil. We know that it's impacting elections around the world. And now we know that the CIA and the FBI were pulling the triggers on all that. And you wonder why people around the world are revolting. And now people are turning to podcasts. And I knew, oh my goodness, what do we do? Many podcasts. On-demand audio programs, which users can listen to on smartphones, bluntly promote false and unproven claims, as opposed to cable news, which is completely authentic, truthful, and filled with nothing but facts. (laughs) The Brookings Institution found War Room, from former Donald Trump aide Stephen Bannon, has aired the most false statements, amassing more than 135 million downloads while promoting allegations of vote rigging in the 2020 U.S. election. Commentator Joe Rogan, whose podcast is the most popular on Spotify, has also used his platform to push unproven COVID-19 statements. Listen, I want to tie this together for you right now. You may or may not have heard it was revealed in the news, the mainstream media, that a judge ordered that the Biden administration, and I don't know exactly how that was defined, could no longer dictate uh, censorship activities to social media internet companies. The administration is now suing to keep that control, expose their blatant civil rights violations, interfering with the election. Did they say sorry? What a mistake? No. No. I've said it said it before, I'll say it again. We're in a fight. We have two choices, acquiesce or fight. There's no other choice. Acquiesce or fight. They're not going to stop. And this is proof of it. So they're suing to continue this censorship and now they're saying, "How do we stop the podcasts? They're no longer listening to Fox News." Really? You didn't think that sooner or later people will realize that they're going to be lied to, they're going to look to something authentic? I don't sit here and pretend to know that I have all the answers. I don't sit here to pretend that I I have uh, everything uncovered. I try to give you my honest assessment based on and and also revealing to you what I honestly know about it. You know, and and I try to as frequently as I can rely on first-hand observations. And it's amazing to me that Joe Rogan would have RFK Jr. on his podcast together with... uh, um, Dr. Um, uh, Malone and uh, Mercola. 
And uh, I didn't see it. That's what I'm told. And all of a sudden now, he's marked. Well, how deep does that go? I mean, if he's pushing unproved COVID-19 statements, is that not a threat to our democracy? Is this Yahoo article not saying that that RFK Jr., uh, Joe Rogan, and, and certainly Steve Bannon, I mean, he was already labeled mainstream media threat to democracy, I'm pretty sure. How about Joe Rogan, RFK Jr.? I'm pretty sure Dr. Malone had already been labeled a, a threat to democracy. Is that, was that the crime of Joe Rogan, that he had these threats to democracy on his podcast and dared to air their voices? Rachel Mancow, she wouldn't do it. She won't let Trump speak. It's our responsibility. We have a responsibility. Oh. Well, Joe Rogan felt that he had a responsibility, too. And so he let, he let people hear both sides of the argument. They say no, that you shouldn't even be able to hear it. You shouldn't have to hear these this misinformation. They would have their argument. You know, Fauci would tell you. It's not that, that we can't have two sides of the argument and debate, but we can't have these falsehoods, this misinformation. Oh, really? How about the use of uh, ivermectin? And remember that whole thing? when they're, Then they want you to take horse tranquilizers. It's disgusting. Trump's telling you to drink bleach. It was unbelievable. The only answer was the vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. After they had just a few months later, because Trump was rushing with the vaccine, and they were saying, I would never take that vaccine. They get in. Once they get in, they do a complete reverse course, Take the forced people to take the vaccine, double down, lock things down just in time for the election. And I'm giving you a paraphrase, but most people are clearly seeing now that it was all election interference to make sure that Joe Biden got in the White House, to make sure that the war in Ukraine began. They didn't want peace. They want to continue to kill babies. They want to continue to see people die. And they want to continue to profit. That's all they seem to care about. There's no profit in this podcast, and this is where they struggle to come after me. Let me give you some more of this before I get get on my soapbox, all right? Analysts say people seek out the shows that reaffirm their own beliefs, but the intimate conversational format also helps enable the spread of rampant misinformation. Really. There's something inherent to the relationship between a host and the audience that lends this level of credibility, this level of trust. Now, you know, I'm going to tell you, they're not putting this out there because they're concerned about a surge in NPR podcasts. <laughs> no, that's not where people are turning to, not at all. Not even interested in that sterile, overproduced, over-edited garbage. This hour, we discuss the issue of misinformation online and the involvement with many independent podcasts, unsupervised. (laughs) Unsupervised. The challenge, of course, is that anybody can be a podcaster, just a guy guy with a podcast, they say about Steve Bannon. That's me, and I don't market anything. Just a guy in a podcast, down here in my basement, guy with a podcast. Such a threat. Why is it such a threat? Challenge, of course, that anybody can be a podcaster. Anybody can get a microphone and start talking about whatever they want. 
Yeah, you know, this is a term for that, this disgusting behavior, that this rise of this people talking about whatever they want. Well, what's it called again? Oh, yeah, that's right, free speech. We used to talk about it back in the 70s, believe it or not. A lot of people were into it back then. These days, I don't think so much. I'm being sarcastic, of course. I don't know if you can tell. Some people struggle with that. Words Crafters Team, I don't know who that is. This, art, this article is very strange. Analyzed 36,000 episodes. Ooh. Found 70% of the most popular U.S. podcasts had shared at least one claim debunked by fact checkers. Who's these fact checkers and what's the debunking fa- process? Many cast doubt on the 2020 election or the coronavirus pandemic that we now know to be debunked, 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 debunked. Do not question the election. Do not question the, the vaccines. Debunked, debunked, debunked. Unlike social media platforms, podcasts offer little or no opportunity for listeners to comment or push back on the misinformation. This makes it easier for false or misleading or unsubstantiated content to spread with very little oversight. Again, there's a term for this. It's called free speech. It's a novel idea. We've had it in America now for about 250 years. It's really only come to recently that it's come under such attack. Rogan took down an episode in January after he discussed a fake tweet about COVID-19 vaccines that was falsely attributed to a Florida doctor. I don't know what that's about. Pew Research study published in April found about half of Americans listen to the podcast. I don't believe that. The relationship with the host is different. I do believe that. It's like having a one-on-one conversation. Not with NPR. It's not. That's not what NPR is doing. Is that threatening? No. It needs to be more sterile, more checked and, and rechecked and fact-checked and rechecked. That's not free speech, is it? Another uh, podcast cited by Brookings, one of Apple's top news commentary programs for conservative activist Charlie Kirk, who falsely claims athletes are dying from COVID-19 vaccines and that election officials in Arizona manipulated 2020 results. Rogan, Bannon, and Kirk did not respond to requests for comment. Bannon told the New York Times he considered his inclusion in the report a badge of honor and what other labels uh, misinformation he calls truth. Responding to podcast misinformation is challenging because it's decentralized, primarily audio-based ecosystem with multiple platforms with different moderation rules. Oh, really? Well, in terms of moderation rules, I pretty much comply with what I understand that radio broadcast rules. The FCC radio, with rare exception, I break it a little bit. It is a podcast. But otherwise, in terms of the content, what they don't like is it's not censored information, that you're going to get honest, forthright information. You, you can say the truth or whatever, this whole argument, how do I know I'm going to do this with my look? I say honest and forthright. That's what I give you. I look at the same information as you. I give you my honest, forthright opinion based on my review of it. Do I know everything about everything? No, I never said that. Nobody ever has. You know who they haven't mentioned in here that got um, totally deplatformed? What's his name? Um, Alex Jones. And he's still out there. I mean, people that still follow him, listen to him, go to his website, still there. I don't know in terms of, uh, you know, how much audience he's lost or not or what the story is and all that, but he seems to be still around somehow despite all the lawsuits and this and that. Pretty amazing, really, when you think about it. They don't even mention him. He's so dangerous they won't even utter his name. 
Listen to this. NewsGuard, I never heard of it, I'll look into it. A firm that rates the credibility of websites. Oh, really? Announced in May it would begin evaluating the trustworthiness of popular podcasts. And this will be the beginning of the end. Soon there will be a trust score for all the podcasts. And I guarantee you it's not likely that this one rates very high. So that's the story from Yahoo. Let me give you a couple of my feelings about it. Um, I mentioned this this novel idea in sarcastic, kind of half-joking format, free speech. But it really isn't. You know, you know this about me. 17 years old, put my right hand up in the air, swore an oath. I would defend the, the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, I wasn't kidding. And I said that we have a choice to acquiesce or fight, and I'm not acquiescing. Not on this or anything else. Free speech means free speech. Now, I don't, I, I don't disagree that there needs to be a level of decency, but that's not really what we're talking about. But I'll mention it for just a second. It's why I willingly comply with the radio broadcast rules. It doesn't help the podcast. You know what helped the podcast? If I got up here and yelled and screamed and profanity and this and that and made it dirty and X-rated and said these outrageous things. Because somebody would finally pick that up and, and spread it out there somewhere. I don't do it. I do occasionally, you know, let, let a little curse slip here and there out of anger. I got to tell you something. I'm really hoping I never do it again. My goal is to never let it happen on the podcast again. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I want to be bringing to the, uh, to the public discourse, to the public airwaves. We do have a certain base. This podcast has enjoyed a certain amount of influence. Certain amount of influence. I got a little uh, something cooking. It's really a long shot. But if it were to happen, I could tell you it'd be something amazing. We're going to get into the the content of that or behind that, I should say, later this week. I've got some really exciting stuff to share with you. I hope you tune in. And really kind of a broad range of things. Talking yesterday about practical solutions for practical living, right? Think about all the things. I mean, it's just uh, so basic. Just to live more naturally. And you know, I'm not saying you get to sleep on the ground, for God's sake, or you know, pull raw honey out of a log and dip in your coffee, but get outside a little bit. Get your face out of that phone. Look at something real. Watch the plants grow. I was telling my wife of these, um, these uh, morning uh, glories we planted. I'm really happy I did this. We had this wall coming out of my garage, and it's... Um, it's the perfect spot for these things. I've been kind of wondering what to do with it for a while. It's the perfect solution. I'm so excited. We love the flowers. We love the smell. It's good for the environment. It's good for the birds. It's perfect. They'll have their season and out. But anyway, uh, it's really my first time uh, dealing with morning glory, so I've been a little, a little passionate about it. And they're a crazy plant. They really are. They're, they're climbers. They have these, I learned they have these little silica. That's what helps them climb. But if you watch them, this incredible architecture, this thing, and the way they, they they intertwine, and the way these leaves hang, they stick out, and they hang, and, and and it's a big leaf. It's just amazing that the plant can do it. And then when it gets real hot, they wilt, and then they perk back up, and, like, and you can watch it happening. Like it, and then like if you touch them, something they'll move in your hand. It's a little creepy. Have I mentioned this before? My wife says you're you're going nuts. Well, I already knew that. I didn't tell. I didn't say it wasn't. Anyway, I just enjoy doing it. How did I get completely off on that sidetrack? Get outside, do something real. I swore an oath to defend the Constitution. And, and I have said, I put a lot into this podcast. I'll put it to you this way. And 
Uh, I, I've never misled anybody. I don't sell anything. I don't ask for anything. I funded it. I produce it. I've made a fool out of myself. I've made mistakes. I've been wrong about some things. But I keep plugging away. Self-published, wrote, authored, self-published a few books. All because I care about our community. I care about our country. That's all, really. I mean, of course, I have some other uh, ulterior motives. Someday, somehow, maybe, kind of, we'll see. But for right now, my, that's my focus. You've heard me talk about it many times. Trying to get people to think. I can't convince people. I'm not a convincer. I just said, look at the information for yourself. Is that really what you conclude? Because I'm coming to a completely opposite conclusion. You say it's bad to be outside. I think it's great to be outside. It's one of a million things. You say climate change. I say hang your laundry outside, plant a tree, and shut up. <laughs> More work, less talk. How about that? How about if we go in that direction? But here I am, 17 years old. I raised my hand. I take an oath, and I meant it. I was serious about it. And lo and behold, the Marine Corps sends me a million miles away to go fight in a war that I really didn't want to participate in, but I did because I made a commitment. And I've always upheld my commitment and more. And now to be labeled basically in this extremist category that's going to turn into threat to democracy and wherever it's going to go or whatever additional rules are going to put in place, it's impossible for a podcast like this. I get zero um, exposure really in terms of being on top lists or coming up in searches. Even people that hear the podcast have trouble finding it. It's ridiculous. All kinds of strange things constantly happening. The um, uh, Hope and Truth podcast I did. I think that was one. Yeah, I loaded that. And thank goodness I went back and checked. The only, it got cut off after eight minutes. I will just tell you, my good friend, if you understand the podcast uploading process and the way these files work, it is logistically impossible for that to happen. But somehow it did. How? I had to see my chiropractor last week. My back was bothering me. I had to go twice. He said, I saw the podcast episode popped up. It just seemed a little late. Any reason? That, no, it's just They just slow everything down. Probably had to have the fact checkers go through it a few times. Because, you know, hope and truth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's he talking about here? Hope and truth. I don't know about that. Oh, I don't know. Who's he to talk about Truth. Only we talk about, I, who knows? I do not know the depth of it. I know the fact that there's no ads, no advertising, no money ties, no political ties. Uh, there's not much they can do. It's about the freest free speech situation you can ever imagine. And, and I am very careful in terms of adhering to a basic set of rules, which I believe is a good idea for, for public conversation. Totally support it. I make my arguments. They said, oh, because uh, the listeners trust him. Uh, hey, listen, forgive me that I show up every day and do the best I can to be honest with people. Maybe admit when I'm wrong once in a while. Instead of just spewing lies, it's nothing more than paid influence. Just like I said yesterday. Yesterday's another one. Oh, what, what climate change information? You're going to accuse me of that? After what I laid out yesterday, you're going to accuse me of that? Go ahead. See, you know, and this is the, t the type of arguments that we're stuck in. Instead of simply uh, trying to find practical solutions to problems, 
gun violence. Students need to feel safe in schools. Well, hallelujah, we agree on that. Metal detectors and security, just like you have in courthouses. You don't hear mass shootings in courthouses despite divorces going on every day, all kinds of other things. Somehow there's no shootings there. But the schools, no. I'm not having my child walking in like they're entering a prison. Oh, but you'll take him into custody court and won't even make a complaint about it, right? People, it's just they want to argue. They want to just do everything they can to disrupt and make a case. They're anti-gun. That this, the bottom line is there's people that make money through the conflict. And a lot of it's lawyers, quite frankly. We, we can sue the gun company. Now he's got to defend by a lawyer to defend himself. Well, we, we've been suing the gun companies, and we, we've had little success. We need to get legislation passed. And this is where the lawyers start doing the legislating, lobbying, legislating, swamp. It's all kind of tied together. Whether or not it's all centralized, some yes, some not, I would imagine. I'll just say to you, I'm not going to acquiesce. I've made provisions, if I have to, that I can host, like Steve, uh, uh, what's his name, um, um, uh, Alex Jones, if I absolutely have to. I mean, at that point, you really have to consider, you know, if you can't, can't even go across the platforms. Um, but I think it's coming. I think there's going to come a day where there's going to have to be some kind of paid verification and adherence to requirements. And I guess I'll evaluate it when the time comes. I mean, you, you can't generally just go out on the radio and spew. Now, you could, I guess, with like a ham radio, right? But you can't. You, if you're going to go AM radio broadcast, you've got to register with the FCC. you got to uh, adhere to a certain set of rules, correct? I believe so. You watch. You watch. It's going to come for the podcast. And um, definitely be a big change. Uh, you know, there's always uh, reasons and consequences for everything. There's certainly podcasts are like the wild, wild west. But how about clamping down on, on some of the liberal lies? You tell me what's more dangerous, me or, or the lies that we heard about the submarine. You tell me what's more dangerous, me or the federal government silencing information about the effectiveness of ivermectin and not only silencing in that story too doubling down just like in the in the submarine story they doubled down on the ivermectin They're, he wants you to take uh, horse drugs the only answer is the vaccine the same vaccine that we told you six months ago we weren't going to take but we're going to forget about that now because i have short memories you tell me who's more dangerous i'm just naming a couple simple things there a media that promotes uh, nothing but interracial relationships and anti-white, anti-Christian hate, that everything is censored and broadcast in that same direction, that the alignment of CNN, MSNBC, the government-regulated censors at Facebook, previously at Twitter, YouTube, NPR, BBC, all perfectly aligned on their uh, pro-abortion, climate change, anti-gun, mail-in ballot scheme, right? Those narratives, specifically, others I'm sure, all aligned. Isn't that magical? Facebook, the FBI, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Democrat Party, all aligned. Teachers Union, think about that all lined in their lies to close schools, force vaccinations, force ballot boxes on the ground, not allowed in any other country around the world. 
Even Democrats are saying, that, you know, maybe that's not such a good idea after all. You don't say. Ranked face voting already here. Mockery of democracy. That's what's happening. And now they want to silence anybody that even wants to talk about it. Changing history, changing minds, changing what can be said, plainly evil. We'll see what happens. What are they going to do? They're going to be able to easily control it, I believe. The platforms won't be able to host it. That's why I have to have the backup plan. We'll see where it all goes. I think if RFK Jr. becomes a threat and he's utilizing podcasts, they absolutely. Oh, it's a threat to democracy. We need to act now. Spotify needs to do more. This needs to do more. They need to fire Joe Rogan. You watch the head spin, and, and it's like it's been said over and over again. You know, it's, it's them, it's them, it's them, and sooner or later it's you, and it's going to be me. I can see it coming. I talked about it a long time. We'll see. I don't have any predictions. You know, it's a, it's a silly little Yahoo article. It could, it could go away as quickly as it came. But I think it's going to be, I think if you see that RFK Jr. is doing well, I believe that you're going to see this issue uh, be risen up very quickly uh, and that you can see congressional hearings and things like that be, uh, coming very quickly. I got a lot stacked up this week. I hope you'll be back, God willing. I'll be back tomorrow. And I sure hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.